and welcome to tonight's Zoomcast on Revelation, the Apocalypse of John, chapter 18. Verse 1, and after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean, hateful bird. Now, cross-referencing Isaiah chapter 2, verses 7 through 22. Their land is full of silver and gold, and there is no end to their wealth. Their land is full of horses. There is no end to their chariots. Their land is full of idols. They adore the works of their hands, things their own fingers have made. Mankind is brought low when men thus debase themselves. Forbear them not. Go into the rocks, hide in the dust from the awesome presence of Jehovah and from the brightness of his glory. Now the righteous do not have to flee the awesome presence of Jehovah, but those who will not repent and return and enter into and keep covenant with their God will have great cause to flee. The haughty eyes of men shall be lowered and man's pride abased. Jehovah alone shall be exalted in that day. Jehovah of hosts has a day in store for all the proud and arrogant and for all who are exalted, that they may be brought low. It shall come against all the lofty cedars of Lebanon that lift themselves up high and against all the oaks of Bashan, against all the high mountains and elevated hills, against every tall tower and reinforced wall, against all vessels at sea, both merchant ships and pleasure craft. The haughtiness of men shall be abased, and man's pride brought low. Jehovah alone shall be exalted in that day. He will utterly supplant the false gods. Men will go into the caves in the rocks and the holes in the ground from the awesome presence of Jehovah and from the brightness of his glory when he arises and strikes terror on the earth. Men will go into the crevasses in the rocks and the fissures in the cliffs from, uh, from the awesome presence of Jehovah and from the brightness of his glory when he arises and strikes terror on the earth. In that day, men will throw away the moles into the bats, their idols of silver and their gods of gold, which they have made for themselves to adore. Desist from the things of man in whose nostrils is but breath, for of what consideration is he? So again, Revelation 18.1, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And the question I want you to ask yourself is, who could this another angel be having great power? And the earth was lightened with his glory. Isaiah 21, 2 through 10. 
A grim vision has been revealed to me. The traitor in the act of treachery. The destroyer laying waste. Attack, O Elamites, lay siege, you Medes. All the singing that Babylon has caused I will bring to an end. Therefore my whole frame is racked with trembling. Throes of agony have seized me like a woman in labor. I am tormented beyond giving heed. I am too distraught to see. My mind reels. I am paralyzed with fear. The nightfall I longed for has become a horror to me. They prepare tables. They deck them with candlesticks. They are eating and drinking. Mobilize, you commanders, oil the armor. Because of this, my Lord said to me, go and appoint a watchman who will report what he sees. May I suggest that this watchman who reports what he sees is the same as this another angel who came down from heaven in Revelation 18.1, having great power and the earth was lighted with his glory. Let him watch for chariots with teams of horses, riders on asses, and riders on camels. He must be most vigilant, fully alert. Then the lookout cried, I have been standing on the watchtower day in and day out, my Lord. Night after night have I stood guard. Now they come, cavalry and teams of horses. And he gave the reply, she has fallen, Babylon has fallen. All her idol gods he has raised to the ground. To you who know me, who are of my fold, I have reported what I heard from Jehovah of hosts, the God of Israel. So, this watchman is sent by God to sound the warning cry to those who hearken unto his voice. DNC 1, verses 9 through 23. Yea, verily, to seal upon them, or yea, verily, to seal them up unto the day when the wrath of God shall be poured out upon the wicked without measure. Unto the day when the Lord shall come to recompense unto every man according to his work and measure, to every man according to the measure which he has measured to his fellow man. Wherefore, the voice of the Lord is unto the ends of the earth, that all that will hear may hear. Prepare ye, prepare ye for that which is to come. For the Lord is nigh, and the anger of the Lord is kindled, and his sword is bathed in heaven, and it shall fall upon the inhabitants of the earth, and the arm of the Lord shall be revealed. Isaiah imagery for his end-time servant. And the day cometh that they who will not hear the voice of the Lord, neither the voice of his servants, neither give heed to the words of the prophets and apostles shall be cut off from among the people. For they have strayed from my ordinances. They have broken mine everlasting covenant. 
They seek not the Lord to establish his righteousness, but every man walketh in his own way and after the image of his own God, whose image is in the likeness of the world and whose substance is that of an idol, which waxeth old, shall perish in Babylon, even Babylon the great which shall fall. Wherefore I, the Lord, knowing the calamity which should come upon the inhabitants of the earth, called upon my servant Joseph Smith Jr., and spake unto him from heaven, and gave him commandments, and also gave commandments to others that they should proclaim these things unto the world, and all this, that it might be fulfilled, which was written by the prophets. The weak things of the world shall come forth and break down the mighty and the strong ones. The man should not counsel his fellow man, neither trust in the arm of flesh, but that every man might speak in the name of God, the Lord, even the Savior of the world. And I want you to notice the contrast between trusting in the arm of flesh and speaking in the name of God, the Lord, even the Savior of the world. For one who speaks in the name of God, the Lord, even the Savior of the world, speaks by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost. And to receive the words from that man is not to rely upon the arm of flesh. To rely upon the arm of flesh is to receive as if it were uh, God's word, those who speak not by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost, that faith also might increase in the earth. What is faith? For we have traditionally defined faith as what hope actually is, which is belief and trust. Belief and trust are necessary and essential and must be combined with faith, but that isn't what faith is. Faith is seeking after receiving and acting on revelation. For it's only through seeking after and receiving revelation that we can receive the terms of the new covenant, even the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit. And it's only upon acting upon that revelation that we can exercise faith, even faith unto deliverance, even faith unto salvation, that faith also might increase in the earth, that my everlasting covenant might be established. For this is the purpose of a restoration of the fullness of the gospel in any generation of the earth in which a restoration of the fullness of the gospel has occurred. That God might establish again his new and everlasting covenant which we find in 3 Nephi chapter 9, verse 20. And ye shall offer for a sacrifice unto me a broken heart and contrite spirit. And whoso cometh unto me with a broken heart and contrite spirit, which I must add can only be done through exercising faith, through seeking after receiving it and acting on revelation. Him will I baptize with fire and with the Holy Ghost, which is the first endowment of power that God has intended that all of his covenant people would receive, which is the sanctification that prepares a man, a woman, or a people to enter into his rest, which rest is the fullness of his glory.
that mine everlasting covenant might be established, that the fullness of my gospel might be proclaimed by the weak and the simple unto the ends of the world and before kings and rulers. And Isaiah 13, verses 1 through 22. An oracle concerning Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos saw in vision. Raise the ensign on a barren mountain. Sound the voice among them, beckon them with the hand to advance into the precincts of the elite. Now in Isaiah, there are two ensigns. There are two voices. There are two hands. The right hand, which is the Lord's end time servant, and the left hand, which is the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. In this context, this ensign is the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. And the destruction of Babylon is going to occur uh, under the hand of the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. So raise the ensign, or king of Assyria, king of Babylon, on a barren mountain. Barren because these people will not hearken unto God's voice, nor receive his covenants. Sound the voice among them. Beckon them with the hand to advance into the precincts of the elite. I have charged my holy ones, called out my valiant ones. So I have charged my holy ones. DNC 101. Verse 55, and the Lord of the vineyard said unto one of his servants, go and gather together the residue of my servants and take all the strength of mine house, which are my warriors, my young men, and they that are of middle age also among all my servants. For the strength of mine house save those only whom I have appointed to tarry. And JST, Matthew 21. Verse 55, and when the Lord thereof of the vineyard cometh, he will destroy those miserable wicked men and will let again his vineyard unto other husbandmen, even the holy ones, even in the last days who shall render him the fruits in their seasons. DNC 88. Verse 74, and I give unto you who are the first labors in this last kingdom commandment that you shall assemble yourselves together and organize yourselves and prepare yourselves and sanctify yourselves and purify your hearts and cleanse your hands and your feet before me that I may make you clean. Verse 80, that ye may be prepared in all things when I shall send you again to magnify the calling whereunto I have called you and the mission with which I have commissioned you. Behold, I sent you out to testify and to warn the people. And it becometh every man who hath been warned to warn his neighbor. Therefore, they are left without excuse, and their sins are upon their own heads. Therefore, tarry ye and labor diligently that you may be perfected in your ministry to go forth among the Gentiles for the last time. As many as the mouth of the Lord shall name to bind up the law and seal up the testimony, and to prepare the saints for the hour of judgment which is to come that their souls may escape the wrath of God, the desolation of abomination, which awaits the wicked, both in this world 
and the world to come. Back to DNC 101. The Lord of the vineyard said unto one of his servants, the identity of the servant being revealed in DNC 103, 21. Verily, verily, I say unto you that my servant Joseph Smith Jr. is the man to whom I liken the servant to whom the Lord of the vineyard spake in the parable which I have given unto you. Therefore, let my servant Joseph Smith Jr. stand to the strength of mine house. My young men, and they that are of middle age, gather yourselves together unto the land of Zion. Upon the land which I have bought with money, which has been consecrated unto me. So going back to DNC 101, <coughs> verse 55, And the Lord of the vineyard said unto one of his servants, Joseph Smith, who has not been on the scene in 170 years, Go and gather together the residue of my servants. Well, we read about those who formed that group from which the residue would be taken in DNC 88, even the first labors in the last kingdom. Those who were ordained with Joseph on June 4th, 1831 to the second order of Melchizedek priesthood and shortly thereafter. They would serve as the candidates of the residue of the servants who would return with Joseph. And take all the strength of mine house, which are my warriors, my young men, and they that are of middle aged, also among all my servants, who are the strength of mine house, save those only whom I have appointed to tarry, i.e. translated beings, and a few others. Verse 64, that the gathering together of my saints may continue. Why must it continue? Because it was cut short during Joseph Smith's first ministry. That I may build them up unto my name upon holy places. The time of harvest is come, and my word must needs be fulfilled. Therefore, I must gather together my people according to the parable of the wheat and the tares, that the wheat may be secured in the gardens to possess eternal life, when I shall come in the kingdom of my Father to reward every man, according as his work shall be, while the tares shall be bound in bundles their bands made strong, that they may be burned with unquenchable fire. Continuing in Isaiah 13. Verse 7. Then shall every hand grow weak, and the hearts of all men melt. Verse 6. Lament for the day of Jehovah is near. It shall come as a violent blow from the Almighty. Verse 5. They come from a distant land beyond the horizon. Jehovah and the instruments of his wrath to cause the destruction throughout the earth. The king of Assyria and his forces. Verse 4. Hark, a tumult on the mountains. As of a vast multitude, hark an uproar among the kingdoms. As of nations assembling, Jehovah of hosts is marshalling an army for war. I have charged my holy ones, verse 3, called out my valiant ones. So on the eve of destruction and before the abomination of desolation, before the destruction of Babylon, God will charge his holy ones and call out his valiant ones. Call out his valiant ones for what? DNC 103.
Verse 15, behold, I send to you the redemption of Zion must needs come by power. The redemption of Zion is the calling out of the holy ones. Therefore, I will raise up unto my people a man who shall lead them like as Moses led the children of Israel. For ye are the children of Israel and the seed of Abraham, and ye must needs be led out of bondage by power and with a stretched out arm. Isaiah imagery for the end time servant. And as your fathers were led at first, even so shall the redemption of Zion be. The fathers being the children of Israel. So the redemption of Zion is going to be as the exodus of the children of Israel by Moses out of Egypt. So an end time exodus. I will call out my valiant ones on an end time exodus. And as your fathers, verse 18, were led at the first, even so shall the redemption of Zion be. Therefore, let not your hearts faint, for I say not unto you, as I said unto your fathers, mine angel shall go up before you, but not my presence. That angel was Moses as a high priest in the holy order. But as we learn in DNC 84, they rejected their opportunity and invitation to receive that sanctification, which prepares a man, a woman, or a people to enter into the Lord's rest. Therefore, the Lord in his anger swore that they should not enter into his rest while in the wilderness, which rest is the fullness of his glory. Therefore, it says in verse 19, that his presence did not go up before them, for they had lost their opportunity to enter into the rest of the Lord during the Exodus. Verse 20, but I send to you mine angels, notice angels plural, talking about Joseph Smith, um, when he comes on the scene, the 144,000, and also those who are the strength of the Lord's house, well, on the Exodus, who will ascend to that level of being a high priest in the holy order of God. But I see unto you mine angels shall go up before you, and also my presence, meaning that on the Exodus you my people will enter into my rest, unlike the children of Israel before you. And in time you shall possess the goodly land, namely New Jerusalem. Verily, verily, I say unto you that my servant Joseph Smith Jr. is the man to whom I liken the servant to whom the Lord of the vineyard spake in the parable which I have given unto you. So, back in Isaiah 13. I have charged my holy ones the return of the residue of the servants, that portion of the first labors and last kingdom who returned with Joseph, called out my holy ones on an end time exodus to take the fullness of the gospel to the ends of the earth, to establish new Jerusalem and also old Jerusalem to become again a holy city in final preparation for the return of Christ in his glory. My anger is not upon those who take pride in me. So, I will spare those who will enter into and keep covenant with me the destructions which will be poured out upon the rest of the face of the earth. Hark a tumult on the mountain. As of a vast multitude, hark an uproar among the kingdoms. As of nations assembling, Jehovah of hosts is marshalling an army for war. They come from a distant land beyond the horizon. Jehovah and the instruments of his wrath to cause destruction throughout the earth. Lament, for the day of Jehovah is near. 
shall come as a violent blow from the Almighty. Then shall every hand grow weak, and the hearts of all men melt. They shall be terrified in throes of agony, seized with trembling like a woman in labor. Men will look at one another aghast, their faces set aflame. The day of Jehovah shall come as a cruel outburst of anger and wrath to make the earth a desolation, that sinners may be annihilated from it. And the stars and constellations of the heavens will not shine. When the sun rises, it shall be obscured, nor will the moon give its light. I have decreed calamity for the world, punishment for the wicked. I will put an end to the arrogant and insolent men and humble the pride of tyrants. I will make mankind scarcer than fine gold and, mer and men more rare than the gold of Ophir. I will cause disturbances in the heavens when the earth is jolted out of place by the anger of Jehovah of hosts in the day of his blazing wrath. Then like a deer that is chased or a flock of sheep that no one rounds up, each will return to his own people and everyone flee to his homeland. Whoever is found shall be thrust through. All who are caught shall fall by the sword. Just as in the first abomination of desolation, prophesied by Christ and recorded in Matthew 24. And also, did he prophesy of an end-time abomination of desolation? Whosoever is found shall be thrust through. All who are caught shall fall by the sword. Sword being a metaphor for the destructive power of the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. Their infants shall be dashed in pieces before their eyes. Their homes plundered, their wives ravished. See, I stir up the meads against them who do not value silver nor covet gold. Their bows shall tear apart the young. They will show no mercy to the newborn. Their eye will not look with compassion on children. And Babylon, the most splendid of kingdoms, the glory and pride of the Chaldeans or Babylonians, shall be thrown down as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. And throughout the book of Isaiah, Isaiah is continually referring to the leaders of our own religious institution, the leaders of Sodom and the membership, the people of Gomorrah. And Babylon, the most splendid of kingdoms, the glory and pride of the Chaldeans, shall be thrown down as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Never shall it be re-inhabited. It shall not be resettled through all generations. Nobads will not pitch their tents there, nor will shepherds rest their flocks in it. But wild animals will infest it, and its buildings overflow with weasels. Birds of prey will find lodging there, and demonic creatures prance about in it. Jackals will cry out from its places, howling creatures from the amusement halls. Her time draws near, Babylon's days shall not be prolonged. In Isaiah 14, which is actually a continuation of Isaiah 13, verses 21 through 24. Prepare for the massacre, 
of their sons in consequence of their father's deeds, lest they rise up again and take possession of the world and fill the face of the earth with cities. This is why God must destroy the wicked. For if he did not, they would again, through secret combinations, rise to power and murder God's people. I will rise up against them, says Jehovah of hosts. I will cut off Babylon's name and remnant, its offspring and descendants, says Jehovah. I will turn it into swamplands, a haunt for ravens. I will sweep it with the broom of destruction, says Jehovah of hosts. The broom, you know, again, being a metaphor for the destructive power of the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. Jehovah of hosts made an oath saying, as I foresaw it, so shall it happen. As I planned it, so shall it be. Or in other words, as the Lord prophesied through his holy prophets and has been recorded in scripture, there may be no excuse for the wicked who do not repent. It has all been foretold, and God has used his prophets throughout time to warn the people and to prophesy that which was to come. And this is a major demarcation between true prophets and false ones. The false ones do not warn the people. The false ones do not give accurate prophecy of the judgments of God which are coming and how to escape the desolations. And true ones do. Jehovah of hosts made an oath saying, verse 24, Isaiah 14, as I foresaw it, so shall it happen as I planned it, so shall it be. And, you know, this harkens back to Doctrine and Covenants, section one again. In DNC 101, where the Lord declares all of these prophecies shall be fulfilled. And the earth and the heavens might pass away, but all of the things which I have prophesied will be fulfilled. Verse 38 and 37. Search these commandments, for they are true and faithful, and the prophecies and promises which are in them shall all be fulfilled. What I, the Lord, have spoken, I have spoken, and I excuse not myself. And though the heavens and the earth pass away, my word shall not pass away, but shall all be fulfilled, whether by mine own voice or by the voice of my servants, it is the same. And DNC 88.94.
And another angel shall sound his trump, saying that great church, the mother of abominations, that made all the nations to drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, that persecuteth the saints of God that shed their blood, she who sitteth upon many waters and upon the islands of the sea. Behold, she is the tares of the earth. She is bound in bundles. Her bands are made strong. No man can loose them. Therefore, she is ready to be burned. And he shall sound his trump both long and loud, and all nations shall hear it. And person Nephi 14. Verses 6 through 17. Therefore, woe be unto the Gentiles, more particularly the Latter-day Saints, if it so be that they harden their hearts against the Lamb of God. For the time cometh, saith the Lamb of God, that I will work a great and marvelous work among the children of men, a work which shall be everlasting, either on the one hand or on the other, either the convincing of them unto peace and life eternal, or to deliverance of them to the hardness of their hearts and the blindness of their minds, unto their being brought down into captivity and also unto destruction, both temporally and spiritually according to the captivity of the devil, of which I have spoken. And it came to pass that when the angel had spoken these words, he said unto me, Remember thou the covenants of the Father unto the house of Israel, and I said unto him, Yea. And it came to pass that he said unto me, Look, and I beheld that great and abominable church, which is the mother of abominations, whose founder is the devil. And he said unto me, Behold, there are saved two churches only. The one is the church of the Lamb of God, and the other is the church of the devil. Wherefore, whoso belongeth not to the church of the Lamb of God, belongeth to that great church, which is the mother of abominations, and she is the whore of all the earth. And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the whore of all the earth. And she sat upon many waters, and she had dominion over all the earth among all the nations, kindreds, and tongues, and people. And it came to pass that I beheld the church of the Lamb of God, and the numbers were few. Because of the wickedness and abominations of the whore who sat upon many waters, nevertheless I beheld that the church of the Lamb, who were the saints of God, were also upon all the face of the earth. And their dominions upon all the face of the earth were small because of the wickedness and the, of the great whore whom I saw. And it came to pass that I beheld that the great mother of abominations did gather together the multitudes upon all the face of the earth, among all the nations of the Gentiles, to fight against the Lamb of God. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, beheld the power of the Lamb of God, that it descended upon the saints of the church of the Lamb and upon the covenant people of the Lord who were scattered upon all the face of the earth. And they were armed with righteousness and with the power of God in great glory. And it came to pass that I beheld the wrath of God was poured out upon the great and abominable church, which insomuch that there were wars and rumors among all the nations and kindreds of the earth. And as there began to be wars and rumors of wars among all the nations which belonged to the mother of abominations the angel spake unto me saying behold the wrath of god is upon the mother of harlots and behold thou seest all these things and when the day cometh that the wrath of god is poured out upon the mother of harlots which is the great and abominable church of all the earth whose founder is the devil then at that day 
the work of the Father shall commence in, pre in preparing the way for the fulfilling of his covenants, which he hath made to his people who are of the house of Israel, which commences with the redemption of Zion and the gathering out of the strength of the Lord's house on an end-time exodus and the taking of the gospel to the ends of the earth. And Isaiah 34. Verses 1 through 17. Come near you nations and hear. And this can also be translated, come near you Gentiles and hear. Pay attention, you peoples. Let the earth give heed and all who are upon it the world and all who spring from it. Jehovah's rage is upon all nations. Rage being a metaphor for the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. His fury upon all their hosts, also a metaphor. He has doomed them, consigned them to the slaughter. Their slain shall be flung out and their corpses emit a stench. Their blood shall dissolve on the mountains. Their fat decompose on the hills. When the heavens are rolled up as a scroll and their starry hosts shed themselves with one accord, like the withered leaves from a vine or shriveled fruit from a fig tree. When my sword drinks its fill in the heavens, it shall come down on Edom in judgment on the people I have sentenced to damnation. Jehovah has a sword that shall engorge with blood and glut itself with the fat and blood of the lambs and he goats. The kidney fat of rams, for Jehovah will hold a slaughter in Basra, an immense massacre in the land of Edom. Among them shall fall buffalo bulls and steers. Their land shall be saturated with blood, their soil enriched with fat. For it is Jehovah's day of vengeance, the year of retribution on behalf of Zion. Edom's streams shall turn into lava and her earth into brimstone. Her land shall become as burning pitch. Night and day it shall not be quenched. Its smoke shall ascend forever. It shall remain a wasteland from generation to generation. Through endless ages, none shall traverse it. But hawks and falcons shall possess it, and owls and ravens inhabit it. It shall be surveyed with muddled measures and chaotic weight. Shall they summon its nobles when it is no kingdom, when all its lords no longer exist? Where thorns shall overgrow its palaces, thistles and briars its strongholds. It shall become the haunt of howling creatures, a reserve for birds of prey. Prairie wolves shall greet jackals and wild goats call to one another. There too shall the night owl find repose and discover for herself a resting place. There shall the hawk owl nest and lay eggs, hatch them and brood over her young. There too shall kites come together and each one accompanying her mate. Search and read it in the book of Jehovah. None is unaccounted for, not one lacks her mate. By his mouth, he decreed it. By his spirit, he brings them together. Or in other words, um, in the midst of 
this vast desolation, there will be many who will find themselves single, but the Lord will provide for them. He'll provide a mate for them. If they have not one. For thorns shall grow, shall overgrow its palaces, thistles and briars its strongholds. It shall become the haunt of howling creatures, a reserve for birds of prey. Prairie wolves shall greet jackals and wild goats call to one another. There too shall the night owl find repose and discover for herself a resting place. There shall the hawk owl nest and lay eggs. Hatch them and brood over her young. There too shall kites come together, each one accompanying her mate. Search and read it in the book of Jehovah. None is unaccounted for, not one lacks her mate. By his mouth he decreed it. By his spirit he brings them together. It is he who allots them an inheritance, his hand that divides it by measure. The inheritance is to be found in the city of New Jerusalem. They shall possess it forever, inhabit it from generation to generation. So, back in Revelation 18. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen is fallen and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird where all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. DNC 35. Verses 11 through 15. But without faith shall not anything be shown forth except desolations upon Babylon. And the same which has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And there are none that doeth good except those who are ready to receive the fullness of my gospel. Which I have sent forth unto this generation. Wherefore, I call upon the weak things of the world, those who are unlearned and despised, to thrash the nations by the power of my spirit. And their arm shall be my arm, and I will be their shield and their buckler, and I will gird up their loins, and they shall fight manfully for me, and their enemies shall be under their feet, and I will let fall the sword in their behalf, and by the fire of mine indignation will I preserve them. And the poor and the meek shall have the gospel preached unto them, and they shall be looking forth for the time of my coming, for it is nigh at hand. And continuing in Revelation 18.4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people that ye be not partakers of her sins, or that ye receive not of her plagues. 
DNC 85.7. And it shall come to pass that I, the Lord God, will send one mighty and strong, holding the scepter of power in his hand, clothed with light for a covering, whose mouth shall utter words, eternal words, while his bow shall be a fountain of truth, to set in order the house of God and to arrange by lot the inheritances of the saints, whose names are found and the names of their fathers and of their children enrolled in the book of the law of God. So notice, I will send one mighty and strong, holding the scepter of power in his hand, clothed with light for a covering. And again in Revelation 18, verse 1, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. 85.7, clothed with light for a covering. One mighty and strong, having the scepter of power. And then I heard another voice from heaven saying in verse 4 of Revelation 18, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Again, DNC 101. And the Lord of the vineyard said unto one of his servants, Go and gather together the residue of my servants, and take all the strength of mine house, which are my warriors, my young men. They that are of middle age, also among all my servants, who are the strength of mine house, save those only whom I have appointed to tarry. And go ye straightway unto the land of my vineyard, redeem my vineyard, for it is mine, I have bought it with money. Therefore get ye straightway into my land, break down the walls of mine enemies, throw down their tower, and scatter their watchmen. And inasmuch as they gather together against you, avenge me of mine enemies, that by and by I may come with the residue of mine house, and possess the land that 64 that the work of the gathering together of my saints may continue that dnc 103 verse 15 the redemption of zion must needs come by power therefore i will raise up unto my people a man who shall lead them like as moses led the children of israel or as your fathers were led at first, even so shall the redemption of Zion be. And I heard another voice come out from heaven, Revelation 18.4, saying, come out of her, my people. This is the very charge that the end time servant is given to gather out God's people, starting with the Latter-day Saints and all the people of the restoration branches and extending to the peoples of the whole earth. Come out of her, my people. Now, it's interesting that with verse 4, we actually go back into time. And a time before the destruction of Babylon prophesied, in verses 1 through 3. 
come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Isaiah 41. Verses 21 through 27. Present your case, says Jehovah. Submit your evidence, says the king of Jacob. Let them come forward and recount to us the prophecies of events heretofore. What were they? Tell us that we may examine them and know whether they were fulfilled or predict the future for us. Let them come forward and recount to us their prophecies of events heretofore, what were they? Tell us that we may examine them and know whether they were fulfilled or predict the future for us. Tell us of events to come hereafter so that we may know you are gods. Perform something good or evil at which we will be dazzled and all stand in awe. It is clear you are of no account that your works amount to nothing. Whoever accept you as himself, you is himself an abomination. Again, talking about those miserable, wicked husbandmen in the Lord's vineyard, when the day of the Lord is ushered in, getting, or again, GST Matthew 21, and when the Lord thereof of the vineyard cometh, he will destroy those miserable, wicked men. And will let again his vineyard unto other husbandmen, even in the last days, who shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Where are the prophecies of these men that are held as prophets, seers, and revelators? Where is the fulfillment of these prophecies? Well, we have the prophecies of Joseph and all the prophets before him that can, are contained in our scripture. And their prophecies are and will all be fulfilled. But where are the prophecies of those who are called prophecies and revelators? For there is a test. Do their prophecies come true? Verse 22 in Isaiah. Let them come forward and recount to us their prophecies of events heretofore. What were they? Tell us that we may examine them and know whether they were fulfilled or predict the future for us. Tell us of the events to come hereafter, so that we may know you are gods, prophets, seers, and revelators. Perform something good or evil, at which we will be dazzled and all stand in awe. It is clear you are of no account, because not only can you not prophesy, you also cannot exercise faith or priesthood power. It is clear you are of no account that your works amount to nothing. Whosoever accepts you is himself an abomination. I've raised up one from the north who calls on my name who shall come from the direction of sunrise. He shall come upon dignitaries
He shall come upon dignitaries as on mud, tread them as clay like a potter. Who announced this beforehand? So we would know, declared it ahead of time, that we might say he was right. Indeed, not one could foretell it, not one make it known. No, no one has heard from you any prophetic utterance. But to Zion, he shall be its harbinger or its foreteller. I will appoint him as a herald of good tidings to Jerusalem. Talking about the Lord's end time servant. For when I looked, there was no one, not one who could confer or who could offer counsel. For when I questioned them, who could answer a word? Or in other words, before the end time servant comes on the scene, um, those who are the leadership in the corporate entity, when I looked, there was no one. There was no one that the Lord had called, that the Lord had ordained, that the Lord had given permission to declare his mind and will for his people. When I questioned them, who could answer a word? Surely they are all iniquitous, their works worthless, their outpourings are but wind and emptiness. And Isaiah 48, verses 20 through 22, and then 14 through 17. Go forth out of Babylon, free from Chaldea. Make this announcement with resounding voice. Broadcast it to the end of the earth, says Jehovah, has redeemed his servant Jacob. Or say Jehovah has redeemed his servant Jacob. They thirsted not when he led them through the arid places. He caused water to flow for them from the rock. He cleaved the rock and water gushed out. Again, a reference to the end time servant leading the people of God on an end time exodus just as Moses did. And just as Moses provided for the physical needs of the people that he led, so will the end time servant provide the physical needs and protection for those that he leads um, out of Babylon and onto an end time exodus. In verse 22, but there is no peace, says Jehovah, for the wicked. And the wicked will not be invited out on the exodus. And then verses 14 through 17. All of you, assemble and hear, who among you foretold these things. It is him Jehovah loves, who shall perform his will in Babylon. His arm shall be against the Chaldeans. I myself have spoken it and also called him. I have brought him and I will prosper his way. Come near me and hear this. I have not made predictions in secret at their coming to pass. I have been present 
Now my Lord Jehovah has sent me. His spirit is in me. Thus says Jehovah, the Holy One of Israel, your Redeemer. I, Jehovah, your God, instruct you to your good, guiding you in the way you should go. And Jeremiah 51. Starting in verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon, and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind, and will send unto Babylon strangers who shall scatter her, and shall empty her land, for in the day of trouble they shall be against her round about. Against him that bendeth, let the archer bend his bow. And against him that lifteth himself up in his brigadine, and spare not her young men, destroy ye utterly all her host. Thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, and they that are thrust through in her streets. For Israel hath not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God. The Lord of hosts through their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunken. Nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her, take balm for her pain. If so, be she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let us go everyone into his own country. For her judgment reacheth up unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. The Lord hath brought forth our righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Make bright the arrows, gather the shields. The Lord hath raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes. For his device is against Babylon to destroy it. Because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of his temple. Set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong, set the watchmen, prepare the ambushes. For the Lord hath both devised and done that which he spake against the inhabitants of Babylon. For thou that dwellest upon many waters, abundant in treasures, thine end is come, and the measure of thy covetousness. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. He hath made the earth by his power, and hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heaven by his understanding. When he uttereth his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. Every man is brutish by his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image, for his molten image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are vanity, the work of errors. In the time of their visitation, they shall perish. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is 
the creator of all things, and Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war, for with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee I will destroy the kingdoms. And with thee will break in pieces the horses of his rider, and with thee I will break in pieces the chariots of his rider. And with thee also I will break in pieces man, woman, and with thee I will break in pieces old and young, and with thee I will break in pieces the young man and the maid. And it will also break in pieces with thee the shepherd and his flock. And with thee I will break in pieces the husbandman and his yoke of oxen. And with thee I will break in pieces captains and rulers, and I will render unto Babylon and unto the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil. That they have done in Zion in your sight, saith the Lord. Behold, I am against thee, O destroying mountain, saith the Lord, which destroyest all the earth, and I will stretch forth out mine hand upon thee, and roll thee down from the rocks, and will make thee a burnt mountain. And they shall not take thee, and they shall not take of thee a stone for a corner, nor a stone for foundations, but thou shalt be desolate forever, saith the Lord. Set ye up a standard in the land. Blow the trumpet among the nations. Prepare the nations against her, call together against her the kingdoms of Ararat, uh, Mini, and Ashkenaz. Appoint a captain against her, cause the horse, horses to come up as the rough caterpillars. Prepare against her the nations with the kings of the Medes and the captains thereof and all the rulers thereof and all the land of his dominion. And the land shall tremble and sorrow for every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon to make the land Babylon a desolation without inhabitation, without inhabitant. For the mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight or ceased to fight. They have remained in their holds. They might have failed. Their might have failed. They became as women. They have burned her dwelling places. Her bars are broken. One post shall run to meet another, and one messenger to meet another to show the king of Babylon that his city is taken at one end, or captured completely, and that the passages are stopped, and the reeds they have burned with fire, and the men of war are affrighted. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon, is like a threshing floor. It is time to thresh her. Yet a little while, and the time of her harvest shall come. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me, hath made me an empty vessel, and hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates, and hath cast me out. The violence done to me and to my flesh upon Babylon shall the inhabitant of Zion say, and my blood upon the inhabitants of the Chaldea shall Jerusalem say, therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will plead thy cause and take vengeance for thee, and I will dry up her sea and make her springs dry. And Babylon shall become heaps, a dwelling place for dragons. an astonishment and a hissing without an inhabitant. They shall roar together like lions and they shall yell as lions whelps. 
In their heat, I will make their feats. I will make them drunken that they may rejoice and sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, saith the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams with he goats. How is Sheshach taken? And how is the praise of the whole earth surprised? How has Babylon become an astonishment among the nations? The sea is come upon the Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of the waves thereof. Her cities are, des are a desolation, a dry land and a wilderness, a land wherein no man dwelleth, neither doth any son of man pass thereby. And I will punish Beth in Babylon and will bring, or I will punish Bel in Babylon. And I will bring forth out of his mouth that which he has swallowed up. The nation shall not flow together anymore unto him. Yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. My people go ye out of the midst of her and deliver ye every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. And lest your heart faint, and ye fear for the rumor that shall be heard in the land. A rumor shall both come one year, and after that in another year shall come a rumor. And violence in the land, ruler against ruler. Therefore, behold, the days come that I, shall, I will do judgments upon the graven images of Babylon. And her whole land shall be confounded, and her slain shall fall in the midst of her. Then... The heaven and the earth and all that is therein shall sing for Babylon. For the spoilers shall come unto her from the north, shall the Lord. As Babylon hath ceased, or as Babylon hath caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. Ye that have escaped the sword, go away and stand not still. Remember that the Lord afar off, and let Jerusalem come unto your mind. We are confounded because we have heard reproach. Shame hath covered our faces for strangers are come into the sanctuaries of the Lord's house. Wherefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will do judgment upon her graven images and through all her land, the wounded shall groan. Through Babylon should, though Babylon should mount up to heaven and though she should fortify the height of her strength, Yet from me shall the spoilers come unto her, saith the Lord. A sound of a cry cometh from Babylon and great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans. Because the Lord hath spoiled Babylon and destroyed out of her the great voice, when her waves do roar like the great waters, a noise of their voice is uttered. Because the spoiler is come upon her, even upon Babylon and her mighty men are taken. Every one of their bows, of their bows is broken. For the Lord God of recompense shall surely requite. And I will make her drunk, her princes and her wise men, her captains and her rulers and her mighty men. They shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, saith the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken, and her high gates shall be burned with fire, and the people shall labor in vain, and the folk in the fire, and they shall be weary. And the word which Jeremiah the prophet commanded, Sariah the son of Neriah, the son of Messiah, when he went with Zedekiah, the king of Judah, into Babylon in the fourth year of his reign. And this Sariah was a quiet prince, or a quartermaster. So Jeremiah wrote in a book all the evil 
that should come upon Babylon, even all these words that were written against Babylon. And Jeremiah said to Sariah, when thou comest to Babylon, shalt see and shalt read all these words. Then shalt thou say, O Lord, thou hast spoken against this place, to cut it off that none shall remain in it, neither man nor beast, but that it shall be desolate forever. And it shall be when thou hast made an end of reading this book, that thou shalt bind a stone to it and cast it into the midst of the Euphrates. And thou shalt say, thus shall Babylon sink and shall not rise from the evil that I shall bring upon her. And they shall be weary. Thus are the words of Jeremiah. And DNC 133. Starting with verse 5. Go ye out from Babylon, be ye clean that bear the Lord, the vessels of the Lord. And verse 1. Hearken, O ye people of my church, saith the Lord, for your God, and hear the word of the Lord concerning you. The Lord who shall suddenly come to his temple. The Lord who shall come down upon the world with a curse to judgment, yea, upon all the nations that forget God, and upon all the ungodly among you. Well, the Lord who shall suddenly come to his temple is the temple in New Jerusalem. And he comes for a coronation event shortly after New Jerusalem is established. That those who have had the first or the second order of Melchizedek priesthood. Um, conferred upon them and who have qualified to have it sealed upon them might be sealed up as kings and priests that they might be sent out under the end time servants jurisdiction to the four corners of the earth to finish the gathering of Israel. For he shall make bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. Again, an Isaiah metaphor for the Lord's end time servant and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of their God. Wherefore prepare ye, prepare ye, O my people, sanctify yourselves. Gather ye together, O ye people of my church upon the land of Zion, all you that have been commanded to tarry. Go ye out that have not been commanded to tarry. Go ye out from Babylon. Be clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Call your solemn assemblies and speak often one to another. And let every man call upon the name of the Lord. Yea, verily I say unto you again, the time has come when the voice of the Lord is given unto you. Go ye out from Babylon, gather ye out from among the nations, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Send forth the elders of my church unto the nations which are afar off. Unto the islands of the sea, send forth unto the foreign lands, call upon all nations, first upon the Gentiles and then upon the Jews. Okay, so this commences at the time of the end time exodus. And behold, and lo, this shall be their cry, and the voice of the Lord unto all people. Go ye forth unto the land of Zion, that the borders of my people shall be enlarged, and that her stakes may be strengthened, and that Zion may go forth unto the regions round about. Yea, let the cry go forth among all people. Awake and arise, and go forth to meet the bridegroom. Behold, and lo, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Prepare yourselves for the great day of the Lord. 
Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour. Let them therefore who are among the Gentiles flee unto Zion or unto New Jerusalem. And let them who be of Judah flee unto Jerusalem when it is again established a holy city, when the separation of wheat and tares has taken place among the Jews. Unto the mountains of the Lord's house, go ye out from among the nations, even from Babylon, from the midst of wickedness, which is spiritual Babylon. But fairly thus saith the Lord, let not your flight be in haste, but let all things be prepared before you. And he that goeth, let him not look back, lest sudden destruction shall come upon him, even as it came upon Lot's wife, who could not bear to leave. Hearken and hear, O ye inhabitants of the earth, listen ye elders of my church together, and hear the voice of the Lord, for he calleth upon all men, and he commandeth all men everywhere to repent. For behold, the Lord God hath sent forth the angel crying through the midst of heaven, saying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his path straight, for the hour of his coming is nigh. When the Lamb shall stand upon Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his Father's name written on their foreheads. Wherefore, prepare ye for the coming of the bridegroom. Go ye out to meet him. For behold, he shall stand upon the Mount of Olives, and upon the mighty ocean, even the great deep, and upon the islands of the sea, and upon the land of Zion. And he shall utter his voice out of Zion, and shall speak from Jerusalem. And his voice shall be heard among all people. And it shall be a voice as the voice of many waters. And as the voice of a great thunder, which shall break down the mountains and the valleys shall not be found. And he shall command the great deep and it shall be driven back into the north countries. And the island shall become one land. And the land of Jerusalem and the land of Zion shall be turned back into their own place. And the earth shall be like as it was in the days before it was divided. And the Lord, even the Savior, shall stand in the midst of his people and shall reign over all flesh. And they who are in the north country shall come in remembrance before the Lord. And their prophets shall hear his voice and shall no longer stay themselves. And they shall smite the rocks and the ice shall flow down at their presence. And a highway shall be cast up in the midst of the great deep. Their enemies shall become a prey unto them. And in the barren deserts, there shall come forth pools of living water. And the parched ground shall no longer be a thirsty land. And they shall bring forth their rich treasures unto the children of Ephraim, my servants. And the boundaries of the everlasting hills shall tremble at their presence. And there shall they fall down and be crowned with glory, even in Zion. By the hands of the servants of the Lord, even the children of Ephraim. And they shall be filled with songs of everlasting joy. Behold, this is the blessing of the everlasting God upon the tribes of Israel and the richer blessing upon the head of Ephraim and his fellows. And they also of the tribes of Judah, after their pain, shall be sanctified in holiness before the Lord, to dwell in his presence day and night forever and ever. And now verily thus saith the Lord, that the things might be known among you, O inhabitants of the earth. I have sent forth mine angel flying through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel who hath appeared unto some, and hath committed it unto man who shall appear unto many that dwell on the earth. And this gospel shall be preached unto every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Again, talking about the commencement of the Exodus.
And the servants of God shall go forth, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and sea and the fountains of waters, calling upon the name of the Lord day and night, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens, that thou wouldst come down, and the mountains might flow down at the presence, at thy presence. And it shall be answered upon their heads, for the presence of the Lord shall be as the melting fire that burneth, and as the fire which causeth the waters to boil. O Lord, thou shalt come down to make thy name known to thine adversaries, and all nations shall tremble at thy presence. And when thou doest terrible things, they look not for. Yea, when thou comest down, and the mountains flow down at thy presence, thou shalt meet him who rejoiceth, and worketh righteousness, who remaineth, who remembereth thee in thy ways. For since the beginning of the world have not men heard nor perceived by ear, neither hath any seen, neither hath any eye seen. O God, besides thee, how great things thou hast prepared for him that waiteth for thee. For it shall be said, Who is this that cometh down from God in heaven with thy garments? Yea, from the regions which are not known, clothed in his glorious apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. And he shall say, I am he who spake in righteousness, mighty to save. And the Lord shall be red in all his apparel, and his garments shall, and his garments like him that treadeth in the wine vat. And so great shall be the glory of his presence, that the sun shall hide his face in shame, and the moon shall withhold its light, and the stars shall be hurled from their places. And his voice shall be heard, I have trodden the winepress alone, and have brought judgment upon all people, and none were with me. And I have trampled them in my fury, and I did tread upon them in mine anger, and their blood have I sprinkled upon my garments, and stained all my raiment. For this was the day of vengeance which was in my heart. And now the year of my redeemed is come, and they shall mention the loving kindness of their Lord, and all that he has bestowed upon them according to his goodness and according to his loving kindness forever and ever. In all their afflictions, he was afflicted, and the angel of the present saved them. And in his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and bore them and carried them all the days of old. Yea, and Enoch also, and they who were with him, and the prophets who were with him, and Noah also, and they who were before him, and Moses also, and they who were before him. And from Moses to Elijah, and from Elijah to John, who were with Christ in his resurrection, and the holy apostles which Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob shall be in the presence of the Lamb. And the graves of the saints shall be opened, and they shall come forth and stand on the right hand of the Lamb. When he shall stand upon Mount Zion, and upon the holy city, the new Jerusalem, and they shall sing the song of the Lamb day and night forever and ever. And for this cause, that men might be made partakers of the glories which were to be revealed, and the Lord sent forth the fullness of his gospel, his everlasting covenant, reasoning in plainness and simplicity, to prepare the weak for the things which are coming on the earth, and for the Lord's errand in the day when the weak shall be confounded, and the wise and the little ones become str a strong nation. And two shall put away tens of thousands to flight. And by the weak things of the earth, the Lord shall thrash the nations by the power of his spirit. 
And for this cause, these commandments were given. They were commanded to be kept from the world in a day that they were given, but now are to go forth unto all flesh. And this according to the mind and the will of the Lord who ruleth over all flesh. And unto him that repenteth and sanctifieth himself before the Lord shall be given eternal life. And upon them that hearken not to the voice of the Lord shall be filled that which was written by the prophet Moses, that they should be cut off from among the people. And also that which was written by the prophet Malachi. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. And all the proud, yea, all that, they, all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Wherefore, this shall be the answer of the Lord unto them. In that day when I came to mine own, no man among you received me, and you were driven out. And when I called again, there was none of you to answer. Yet my arm was not shortened at all that I could not redeem, neither my power to deliver. Behold, at my rebuke, I dry up the sea, and I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stink and die for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness and make slack cloth, slack, sackcloth their covering. And this shall ye have of my hand, and ye shall lie down in sorrow. Behold, and lo, there are none to deliver you. For ye obeyed not my voice when I called to you out of the heavens. Ye believed not my servants. And when they were sent unto you, ye received them not. Wherefore they sealed up the testimony and bound up the law, and ye were delivered over unto darkness. These shall go away into outer darkness, where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Behold, the Lord your God hath spoken it. In Isaiah chapter 6. Verses 8 through 13. Then I heard the voice of my Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go forth for us? And I replied, Here am I, send me. And remember that in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah is one of the um, men discussed who typifies an aspect of the end-time servant. And so we read this in its context of Isaiah typifying the end-time servant. So then I heard the voice of my Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Whom shall I send to be my end-time servant? Who will go for us? And the end-time servant replied, Here am I, send me which is patterned after Christ in the pre-mortal world, um, putting together the blueprint and design for this earth and offering to be the savior for this earth and all who would live upon it. And he said, go and say to these people, go on hearing, but not understanding, go on seeing, but not perceiving. Make the heart of these people grow fat. Dull their ears and shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand in their hearts and repent and be healed. 
Meaning that just as we read in DNC 45, verse 28, and when the times of the Gentiles is come in, a light shall break forth among them that sit in darkness, and it shall be the fullness of my gospel. But they receive it not. For they perceive not the light, for they turn their hearts from me because of the precepts of men. So it's not that the end time servant is sent to a people who do not even have the opportunity to repent and return, but their hearts are so hard that for the most part they will refuse. And only a few who are the humble followers of Christ will see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and repent and be healed. And verse 11, And I replied, For how long, my Lord? And he said, Until the cities lie desolate and without inhabitant, the houses without a man, and the land ravaged to ruin. Now, this didn't happen on a global scale at the time of Isaiah's ministry, but it does happen on a global scale in our generation when the end-time servant is sent forth to minister and to gather and to testify. For Jehovah will drive men away, and great shall be the exodus from the centers of the land both those who are invited on the end time exodus and also those who do not qualify and have to bear the destructions that are to be poured out upon the earth. And while yet a tenth of the people remain in it or return from the destructions that are wreaked out upon the world, they shall be burned or even the 10% shall endure great hardship. But out of the 10%, a holy portion will emerge. Even the 10% of the 10% who shall qualify for deliverance, not only from destruction, but also from bondage. And while yet a tenth of the people remain in it, or a tenth of the people to strive destruction, survive destruction, or return, or repent and return. They shall be burned because they don't repent and return until after um, all of the horrors that are to be poured out upon the world. But like the terebinth or the oak, when it is felled, whose stump remains alive, so shall the holy offspring be what is left standing. So when the fires come and ravage, um, even the 10%, it's the 1% who escape those fires and do not have to bear those afflictions because they're willing to humble themselves before they're forced to be humbled and willing to enter into and keep covenant with their God, 
thus these are they who are led out on the exoduses to establish and be part of new and old Jerusalems. And back to Revelation 18. And I heard another voice, verse 4, from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities, reward her even double as she has rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And she shall utterly be burned with fire. For strong is the word, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth her merchandises anymore. And the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and the purple and the silk and the scarlet and all thine wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beast and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and the souls of men. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. And all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off from the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. And saying, Alas, alas, the great city which was clothed in fine linen and purple scarlet, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour so great riches is come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the company in the ships and sailors, and as many as trade by the sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour she is made desolate. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And in conclusion, it is my testimony that all of the prophecies of all the prophets from the days of Adam down through Joseph Smith, including those of John recorded in Revelation, are all going to come to pass in this generation. 
But the generation in which we now live is the time of the Gentiles. And the fullness of the gospel, even the light has broken forth among the Latter-day Saints and among all the restoration branches. And to not receive the fullness of the gospel, one must actively harden the heart and turn away the heart from the things of God and from the things of the Spirit because of the precepts of man. And it is our opportunity and our privilege to receive the fullness of the gospel and to take these things to the inhabitants of the earth, first to the members of the church, first to the Latter-day Saints, that they might have the opportunity to receive the fullness of the gospel, to qualify as the strength of the Lord's house, to be gathered out on the end-time exodus, and escape the abomination of desolation, which will lay the land desolate, which will begin among the Latter-day Saints, and first among our leaders, and then among our people, just as is prophesied in DNC 112. For DNC 112 says, Verse 23, verily, verily, I say unto you, darkness covereth the earth and gross darkness the minds of the people. And all flesh has become corrupt before my face. Behold, vengeance cometh speedily upon the inhabitants of the earth, a day of wrath, a day of burning, a day of desolation, of weeping, of mourning, of lamentation. And as a whirlwind, it shall come upon all the face of the earth, saith the Lord. And upon my house shall it begin, and from my house shall it go forth, saith the Lord. First among those among you, saith the Lord, who have professed to know my name and have not known me and have blasphemed against me in the midst of my house, saith the Lord. And DNC 64. Verses 24 and 25. For after today cometh the burning this is speaking after the manner of the Lord. For verily I say, tomorrow all the proud and they that do wickedly shall be as stubble, and I will burn them up, for I am the Lord of hosts, and I will not spare any that remain in Babylon. Wherefore, if ye believe me, ye will labor while it is called today. And so must we labor before the day of destruction comes. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.